Do you seek the freedom to pursue greater meaning and purpose in your life? Is there something that you're passionate about that you'd like to support by giving time, talent, or money? Do you seek a level of financial freedom to live an ideal life as you uniquely define it? Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to helping you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. Welcome, friends, to episode number two of the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. My name is Mike Bernard. I am the host and moderator for their show today, and I'm so glad to have you joining us. I am a certified financial planner. I've been friends and a collaborator with Jeff Bernier for many years, and I'm so thrilled to be part of this project because I know Jeff has the unique ability to balance high-quality wealth management advice with his calling to help people live a life of meaning and purpose. In fact, that's what the Money and Meaning Show is all about. Last month, we provided an introduction to Jeff's journey that led to the creation of this show and what he hopes to deliver through the Money and Meaning Show. This episode, we're going a little bit deeper. We'd like to offer some thoughts and a process to help you uncover what matters most. Jeff Bernier is the founder, president, and chief investment officer of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, a wealth management firm in Alpharetta, Georgia, a suburb of the greater Atlanta area. Before we dive in, Jeff, any thoughts from last month's episode before we transition into a discussion of what matters most? Uh, yes, thanks. Um, so thanks again, uh, Mike. You know, one of our core values, or one of my core values, is I'd, I'd like to be a lifelong learner. And I, I just know these shows will be an opportunity for me to learn and grow. And um, so I'm hoping that these conversations that you, you and I have will be a collaboration with our audience so yeah. that we can work together to sort of flesh out what brings meaning and purpose to our life. And again, as we talked about uh, last month, how do we marry that with high quality high quality wealth management. So again, I'm just excited about the spirit of partnership that we have both with each other and with our audience and looking forward to our collaboration. That's right. So we kicked it off last month. We're going a little bit deeper today. So last month we gave a general introduction of what money and meaning is really all about. This month we want to have a discussion about a transferable process of uncovering what matters most. Tell us a little bit about why that's important to you, Jeff. Yeah, you know, I love quotes. I love simple quotes. Um, and, and I think the reason I'm attracted to them is I have a difficult time editing. So, you know, I could say with a lot of words what you could probably say with a few. <laughs> but one of, my, one of my favorite quotes is from Goethe. He said, things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. And so I know you're familiar with Stephen Covey. Yep. Most people are familiar with The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One a, of my favorites. A classic book. And as a matter of fact, two of the habits in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People were habit number two, begin with the end in mind. And habit number three is put first things first. And so that's really what uncovering what matters most is, is really kind of about. Uh, many people have probably seen the illustration that Stephen Covey used to do. He used to he used to take uh, this cylinder, this mm-hmm. clear cylinder, and he would have rocks, pebbles, sand, and water. And he would put the sand in and the pebble in, and he would pour the water in, and then he would put the rocks in on top, and the water would splash out and not be held in the container. That's right. Then he would have another container, and he would put the big rocks in first, 
Then he would put the pebbles in, and the pebbles would sift down into the rocks. Mm -hmm. Then he would pour the sand in, and it would settle into the pebbles. And then he would pour the water in, and it fit perfectly without splashing out. The idea that he was trying to communicate with that Mm -hmm. excellent illustration is you've got to put the big rocks in first. Mm -hmm. You've got to get the big things in first. And so the big things are your values and your purpose and those things that matter most. So the idea of what matters most has resonated with me for years. I, I remember early in my career, I actually went to a time management workshop that Franklin Covey mm-hmm. hosted, and the name of the workshop was What Matters Most. So just from an early uh, part of my career, it, it became clear to me that we ought to you know, be a little bit more um, conscious Mm-hmm. of what matters most. But isn't it obvious to folks? I mean, the, the, the folks listening to this, isn't it obvious what matters most? Well, you would think so. But, you know, I found in my own life, you know, when I reflect back on many of my actions, they're not always consistent with what matters most to, to me. And, you know, I don't think I'm alone in this. Mm-hmm. You know, what matters most to us can often get co-opted by society, our jobs, our family, and even our desire to be, you know, to be comfortable you know, many of us are kind of walking around in this unconscious state, if you will, uh, and it feels normal. Um, you know, I, I, I read another book years ago, and he talked about how Coast Guard rescue personnel, when they first encounter a victim, the first job is to determine the level of consciousness. Mm. And they have a phrase that they use called alert and oriented time zero, which means they're totally unconscious. Well, it seems to me many of us are walking around unconscious. We're just kind of drifting around with, uh, you know, whatever society or or our uh, family or or some of these external uh, forces. So the the goal here, again, is to be thoughtful about evaluating what matters most. Evaluating and then living intentionally. So is it safe to say what you're trying to do is get people to slow down and – get conscious about what matters most to them. Yes, that, that's it exactly. I mean, so that's why I call what we do purpose-driven wealth management uh, and, and why I, I, I said last show and we'll say again that it is a head and a heart journey. So we want clients to get their financial actions and resources in alignment. You used that term earlier. Mm-hmm. We want to help them get their actions and resources in alignment with what matters most but you need to know what matters most. Yeah. And and so again, to me, to do comprehensive, holistic, high quality wealth management, that's an important conversation to have. I, I can't express to you enough what a unique approach that is. And and one of the things that does make the money and meaning show different is Jeff and I were both practitioners. We're not we're not in the media business. And so you know, Dave Ramsey. That's probably obvious. That is probably obvious. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, he's uh, he's he's not a financial advisor. And and Jim Kramer is not uh, you know he's not a financial advisor either. And so try. Trying to align your behaviors, your intentional behaviors, uh, with what really matters most in life and aligning your finances, that's really what it's all about. So you speak a lot about creating the freedom and the capacity to pursue a vision of a meaningful life. What do you mean by that? Yeah, let's talk just a moment about my definition of of this peace and freedom. And believe me, I certainly don't don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm just now learning some of the good questions. Um, but I guess over the last several years, uh, you know, I've actually been, you know, become more comfortable not knowing some things. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> but I do believe that true freedom only comes 
when we're authentic, you know, when, when our true self comes out, when we take the mask off. Um, so we all wear costumes, you know, we're successful financial advisors or we're super moms or we're doctors or CEOs or whatever the, whatever the case may be. And so I think one of the central tasks of life is to uncover who we really are and live that. And so I really think you only have true peace when you are authentic in who you are and you're okay with who, who you are. But having said this, you know, I do believe we're all created for a purpose. I mean, we're all created um, by our creator yeah. with a purpose. And uh, I believe that those things that you love to do and those things that you are gifted to do and those things that serve others are a pretty good hint of what your purpose is. Yeah. So if you love to do it, you're great at do it, doing it, and it provides value to others, I believe that's a pretty good, a pretty good, a pretty good hint. Another one of my quotes, if I could do another quote <laughs> quickly here, um, is, and I've heard this attributed to several people. The one that I think is the most accurate is Harold Thurman. And this quote is, do not ask yourself what the world needs, Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that mm. because what the world needs is more people who have come, around, come alive. Wow. So really, our wealth management approach is about encouraging people to uncover what makes them come alive and to get their financial resources and actions in good order You know, to create the capacity to go pursue that. Love it. I, I, I love it. So how can we begin that process? of uncovering what matters most and what makes someone come alive. Yeah, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of paths to this journey. And as I mentioned uh, in our last show, I mean, we're not licensed therapists Mm -hmm. and we're not counselors, but it's been my experience there are some common things that people can do that can help Mm -hmm. in this journey um, and some some common themes. And the first one is, you know, it'll probably be revealed over time. You know, this this rarely comes as a bolting, yeah. a, light, a lightning bolt in your in your brain. Uh, secondly, it's not a linear process. I mean, there will be a lot of detours as you start trying to uncover what what you're what you really care about. Um, oftentimes, I believe solitude and contemplation is really really important, and that's the most unnatural thing for us to do today. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just bombarded with data and information, and it's hard to take space. Life is fast right now with technology. There's just constant interruptions, distractions. It seems normal to us, but it really interrupts. That's right. This thinking, this conscious level of thought about planning where, where you want to go, what you want to do in your life. That's exactly right. So yeah. I think so. I think you re- it requires some level of contemplation and solitude. Yeah. A, a coach could be helpful, might not be always necessary, but a coach could be helpful in this endeavor. And then finally, it's really just about asking good questions, yeah. asking yourself good questions. And I'm, I'm a big journaler, so I like to journal. Mm. Um, and so asking yourself good questions and journaling can be also very helpful. Well, I mean, that's part of the genuine journey is to, is to just ask yourself. I mean, you mentioned it already. You, you said as you're getting older, you're a little more comfortable not knowing certain things. That's right. But it's really about knowing what questions to ask so you have that self-exploration. So what are some good questions to ask? Yeah, so, you know, discussing a few helpful questions is really what I had in mind when I was thinking about this episode. Uh, You know, and I learned many years ago that true discovery requires going into an engagement without blinders on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for us as professionals to go into a meeting with an agenda. Yeah. So I think the first thing that we have to do as professionals when we ask these questions to our clients or prospective clients, 
or when we're sitting next to the river by ourselves and asking ourselves these questions, we have to come at it with a clean slate, uh, slate of paper. That's right. And it's difficult. So we, it's, it's, so, so that's, that's, sort of the, that's sort of the first thing. So really these questions are really so people can self-discover. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everyone has within themselves the answers. Uh, I, I believe, at least through prayer and maybe meditation and, and, and some received wisdom. Um, but it's really about getting, you know, quiet, getting uh, present with yourself and asking these questions. And these, and I didn't come up with these questions, by the way. These, I, I, we talked about being a lifelong learner. I mean, I'm a student of workshops and yeah. seminars and coaching programs. And these questions came from uh, George Kinder, who is a life planner mm-hmm. in our industry. And Dan Sullivan, who is the founder of the Strategic Coach Program. So these are some, some really good, good questions to ask. So the first question that I would ask is, if you had all the money you needed, how would you live your life? Sometimes I'll say something like, if you had $30 million sitting in the bank, safe and liquid, and no debt, how would you live your life? Would it be different? What would you, what would you do? What are some common responses there, common themes to this question? Yeah, so this is a fun question, yeah. obviously. You know, many people have, have asked themselves, if I won the lottery, what would I do? Um, but oftentimes people really had not thought much about this question. But usually you'll get a number of different types of responses. And, you know, oftentimes they revolve around family. You know, I would help my family. I would make sure my kids are well-educated. I would make sure my kids, you know, got off to their first career successfully. I'd want to leave legacies to my children. Oftentimes it is about society. Uh, You know, I want to be a giver, and I want to be a river and not a reservoir, and I want to influence these causes that mean something to me. Oftentimes it's about fun. You know, I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to, you know, oftentimes it is I I would quit tomorrow. I would go to work, and I would tell the boss, you know, uh, I'm I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sort of go jump in the lake, money, as some <laughs> people might say. So they're all. It's really all over the board. But what's good about the question is it it does give you clues early in a conversation about what really matters. That's right. And so that's that's why I like the question. If you were liberated, really financially, what what would you do? And right. and then there's some freedom, and it actually gives you some space, some permission to get authentic. All right, keep right. going. Yeah. So that's question number one. So the second question, and and remember, you can do these yourself, and we could talk about that. But when we meet with a prospective client, these, that's the very first question I ask them. I ask mm-hmm. them, I, you know, other than, you know, kind of why are you here? But yeah. as we start having a substantive conversation about wealth management, that's my very first question. Love it. The second question is not as pleasant. And uh, so it says, okay, you don't have the $30 million anymore. You know, easy come, easy go. Uh, you have the resources you have now. And you go to the doctor as a couple. If you're married, you both go to the doctor th- together. And the doctor says, I've got great news and I have terrible news. The great news is you're going to be in perfect health, guaranteed for the rest of your life. No change. Mm. The bad news is you got five years. And five years and a day from now, you're going to pass away painlessly together. Wow. If you knew with certainty that that was your life circumstance, how would you spend those five years? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and so it's an uncomfortable question. And one of the things I learned in the halftime mm-hmm. was as humans, we like the status quo. We, we would rather not change. You know, comfortable is good for a human being. Yeah. 
Um, and But in order to really pursue your best self, sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. And we don't change until we have a crisis sometimes. We don't go to the woods and ask these questions until, you know, a loved one is sick or we're sick or we lost a loved one or we have a financial catastrophe. And so what these questions are designed to do is to run that fire drill mm. before you have the fire. Oh, so wow. this uncomfortable question, you got five years to live, you're going to be in perfect health, you're going to pass away together, how would you spend that five years? gives us pretty good clues on what's really important. Is there ever alignment between how someone answers number question number one and question number two? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. M- many times there is. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not so uh, – I don't presume that this is the first time people have had these deep thoughts. I mean, I, you yeah. know, we, you, people are, you know, uh, have these conversations with themselves, and mm-hmm. so they're oftentimes not the first time they're asked, but they might be the first time they were asked by a financial advisor. Sure. However, sure. Um, so that's it's a pretty uncomfortable question, but it does give you it does give you some clues. So question number three. Yeah, so for those clients that are uncomfortable with question number two, they'll really <laughs> like question number three. So now you go to the same doctor and it's not five years, it's twenty four hours. Whoa. So you don't have five years to live, you've got twenty four hours. And really the question is not about how you would spend the twenty four hours. I mean, based on their first two questions, they got a pretty good idea how they're likely to spend the 24 hours. But the real question is, what did you not get to be or see or do or experience that saddens you or is a regret? So that's kind of retrospective there, looking backwards at the life you lived. So how do people usually respond to that? Yeah, it is looking back to the life you lived, but it's also looking back at, it's also looking forward at what you're not gonna get to be or see Mm. or experience. And usually that question for most of the people that we serve, ends up being about family. I'm not going to get to see my grandchild graduate from high school. I'm not going to see my uh, son get married. I'm not going to, you know, those kinds of things. But whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, it does give us some pretty good indication of, of you know, uh, some of these things that really matter to, to people. So rarely have anyone say, I wish I'd stayed at the office longer. <laughs> Man, I wish I had finished that project <laughs> yeah. for my boss. Right, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, so you know it does. It is com- it is common things. Got it. What other questions would you start with as you're trying to help someone uncover really what matters most? Yeah, I, I um, th- another question that that I've used uh, that I think is helpful is one I learned from Dan Solomon, the strategic coach, about 20 years ago, and. Um, this is more of a planning sounding question. So the question is, if we're sitting here 20 years from today and reflecting back to today, what had to happen personally, professionally, and financially for you to feel good about what you've accomplished? Yeah, so what does success look like to you 20 years from now? So I'll normally say I'll confirm the age. Or So mm-hmm. again, if you're doing this for yourself, just write down your age. So yeah, I'd write down 54 for me. Okay. And then so the question would be, at 74, and I'm looking back over the last 20 years, what had to have happened for me to feel good about where I am professionally, uh, financially, and, and personally? So that's, that's, that's more of a financial planning exactly. question. Exactly. That's yeah. a great question. But now that starts getting into the area of financial planning. You're turning that to what things do you need to do, what would need to happen. That's yeah. right. And, 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 you know, and... and um, you, you know, some people have interesting reactions to these questions. Yeah. Uh, generally, they fall into two camps. Um, some uh, prospective clients 
will say, man, this is the strangest wealth management firm I've ever encountered, <laughs> and I'm not sure I really want to go there. Um, but others say, wow, this is a firm that's really interested in understanding me and understanding what matters most. But for our podcast today, again, I'm just, you know, we're encouraging others to do this. Yeah. So can people ask these questions of themselves right now? What's the right venue to start doing this? Yeah, I certainly believe our listeners can go to the woods or go to the to the park or the creek or wherever they wherever they uh, you know have an opportunity to be in nature and listen and and journal their thoughts ask these questions and journal your thoughts and uh, again try to go into it without too many preconceived notions and just sit and listen to to how how you think about these things but no this would certainly this would certainly be a good a good way to start having said this you know I think a guide could be helpful mm-hmm I know it certainly is in my life. I mean, it, it's, it's oftentimes helpful for other people to ask me questions uh, like this. So uh, as, I, as I mentioned, um, many of us just never take the time to do it, and so a coach can help you with the discipline around actually having a process to do this. But no, absolutely. I, I think that uh, you know people can go do this on their own mm-hmm. at, at some level. What's the danger in trying to pursue financial success without asking yourself these sorts of questions or having a coach help you with these sorts of questions what are some what are the dangers out there well i think the i think the a big danger is you've got to know your why yes you, you know uh, especially when you get in the wealth management space uh because life changes and things change rapidly and um y- you need you know, you need a, a finish line. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have used that term because really I don't really believe there is a finish line. Mm-hmm. It's really about joy and peace today, and we're just pursuing a state of joy and peace. But you've got to have a vision of where you're trying to go, which gives you the encouragement to sit through tough times or to make difficult decisions, mm-hmm. be uncomfortable today so you can be comfortable later. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something that you're pursuing, that can be difficult, especially in bad markets, as an example. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, what tremendous value that is. Yeah, you you may have thought about these questions before that Jeff just shared, but likely you haven't been asked them by your financial advisor, and you haven't explored what that means in your financial life with someone before. And I just, again, would want to underscore what a unique approach that is, because when you can align what those rocks are with how you're making decisions about your money oh folks that's where the magic really happens yeah that's it that's it exactly all right so there you have it there's a series of questions for you to ponder get out in the woods as jeff said as you begin discovering uh what really matters to you most thank you so much for joining us for episode number two of money and meaning with jeff bernier we hope you found it time well spent and look forward to you joining us next time where jeff will be discussing the great goals of life Jeff, any final comments before we sign off? Yeah, I just want to stress, as I, as I mentioned last episode, we're not licensed counselors, we're not therapists, we're not life coaches. I just believe that wealth management done with excellence requires a deep understanding of our clients, and this process can be helpful really to anyone as they begin the journey of uncovering what gives life meaning uniquely for them. So I want to thank our listeners for joining us on the journey. Yeah, that's right. All right, on behalf of Jeff Bernier, My name is Mike Bernard. We'll see you next time for Money and Meaning with Jeff Bernier. Thank you for listening to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. 
a show dedicated to help you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Jeff or Mike or comments on the show, feel free to reach out to us at moneyandmeaning at tandemgrowth.com or you can find us on the web at www.tandemgrowth.com.